Okay, do you want me to do it again? Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to episode 169 of Beyond the Weight with Henny and Sandy. Yes, yes, yes. But I am so happy to be in Canada. The sunshine, the blue sky, like truly just, you know, yesterday people are like, oh, it's so hot in the sun. I'm like, just bring it on. I just was like soaking it all up. It was lovely. Oh, <laughs> you, you always want what you don't have, right? That is so true. So yeah. true. Let me tell you, okay, because, uh, you know, the all that's been all over the news is about the disaster that is Pearson International Airport. Mm-hmm. And so I now I mean, this has been in the news for a few months, right? So I've been here a couple of times since all of the shenanigans that have been going on with people waiting so long because of staff shortages, et cetera. Yeah. And I've experienced a couple of times where it's taken, my flight comes in at like 1 a.m. Uh, or midnight, depending on daylight savings. And that there has been a bit of a delay a couple of times with just getting baggage. So, mm-hmm. you know, got here, get in at 1, and it, I think the latest was like 2.20 one time. So it okay. took an hour and 20 minutes to get the baggage. But <clears throat> so when we came in, I came in like Friday morning, so we landed right at one, but as we land, we don't pull right up, and so the oh. plane stops, and people, of course, you know, start to get up and that, and the pilot comes on and says, there's no staff to, um, oh, to, to get bring us-, us to the, like, yeah. to connect you to the yes. walkway. So everyone needs to sit down, but you know, you know what people are like, they've already pulled their freaking stuff out. And so now like the flight attendants are telling them to put their bags back up and they're like, what, what? Literally having to walk down, put all their baggage back up into the overhead compartments. Did anybody tell you to proceed? No, you were supposed to remain seated like they told you to. So anyway... They said, there's no staff. And so the guy sitting beside me, I had only like, you know, I didn't have to talk to anybody on this flight on either, which was wonderful for me. But anyways, <laughs> he, he said to me, he says, oh, geez. He says, I, I came in from the Bahamas three weeks ago. He said, we waited three hours on the plane for someone. And I said, uh, was it a late flight? And he goes, it was like, we arrived about one thirty in the morning. I'm like, no, 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 no. Please don't even tell me I'm going to be sitting here until like five in the morning on this plane because Brock never lets me take a freaking, he thinks a cab is dirty. I keep telling him it's, it's an airport limo. It is a town car. Like it is nice. It's leather seats. Totally fine. Yeah. It's very nice. You know, whether I get an Uber or whether I do this, the cost is about the same to Hamilton. The cars are a plenty waiting outside. I could just walk out, but no insists. So now of course I'm worried that the kid is going to be waiting out there and he has to go to school the next day, which he was on afternoons, but still he's got exams or tests every day. Like I'm just like, Oh my God. Anyway. So he's already messaged me saying like, okay, I just left Hamilton at like 20 to one. And I'm like, Oh my God. So anyway, we, one, we were there 30 minutes and then we got off the plane. Perfect. I'm not worried about immigration because I have a Nexus card. I just go right through. No worries. Though the Nexus machine would not, could not take my photo and kept saying, go to an officer. I'm like, I don't think so. I'm going to go to another machine until I finally was able to get (laughs) one to take my photo. 
and then just walked through. So we get to the baggage, and so we get down, and there's baggage everywhere, but it's all piled off. So then people are getting off who are on my flight are going over to these piles of luggage. Come on. Do you really think that your luggage came already? No. Got off, and people have piled it there? No. Guaranteed it, not. And so some girl beside me goes, are you sure that's not going to be ours? I'm like, I'm 100% positive that it's not our luggage. I mean, if you want to go yeah. and look, just take a look at the tag. It'll tell you, like, where that baggage has come from. It is yeah, not, yeah, yeah. It's not from Panama. No. So <laughs> anyway, waiting, waiting. Now it's two. Brock's like, don't worry. It's okay. I'm just sitting in the car studying. I'm like, okay. I'm like, I have no idea. Quarter after two. I'm like, oh, my God. Still waiting. And then an announcement comes on that says, passengers on flight, you know, blah, blah, from Panama. Your baggage has been delayed and will be there in 50 minutes. And we're like, is that 15 or 50? 50. Oh, no. <laughs> so at this point, I'm sitting down beside my, my seatmate who I flew with. And I said, did he, they, they said 15 or 50. He goes, let's see if we can tell with the French what they say, right? Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so we're waiting. And he's like, no, that just said, it was 40. At that, that point, she said 40. And oh, I'm like, okay. oh, my God, it's going to be 40 minutes. So I'm messaging Brock. Brock, it's another 40 minutes. Just go home, baby. So no, 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 it's fine. But literally two minutes later, the baggage starts coming off. So I think mm. the message was supposed to go 40 minutes before. <laughs> and it didn't. Uh, anyway, yeah. Okay. So by the time we got home, I was like, I literally looked at my watch before I got into bed, and it was ten to four in the morning. It could have been worse, but it was just. Yeah, it could have been worse. <sighs> yeah. Anyways, but there is nothing. I mean, there are things worse, but you know, to use hyperbole, there is nothing worse than arriving somewhere and not being able to be there you know yeah. like you've arrived but then you're still stuck on the plane yeah truly that is the worst like when I arrive I'm ready to go you yeah. know <laughs> you know like I need to get off of the plane I need to use a real bathroom I need to get a drink I need you know exactly. like like I need to move my legs like I am I'm done I'm finished with the flight you know yeah yeah uh, yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, that's all fine. And so then, you know, I don't know, I slept. Actually, you know, what woke me up. I thought, oh, it's light out. Is it time to get up already? Because I could hear my phone. And I and then I heard it once. And I, I thought, is that my alarm? Did I set a funky alarm? And then it went off again. And then I was like, oh, so then I got up to look, but it was you. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome home messaging me at six in the morning <laughs> uh, so I looked oh, at it and I was like oh it's it's not eight o'clock yet <laughs> and I just put my phone back down and got back and I went to the bathroom and then got back into bed oh my like, goodness put your phone on do not disturb I but it is so I don't I'm I must have flicked something weird maybe when I changed the sim card I have no idea what I did anyway it was fine um, but I, I had like four hours of sleep and then got up and, you know, I had the birthday cake and all that to make. But but so I go get my the rental vehicle and then I go to a grocery store and I see on, I walk up to the door and there's a big sign that says, sorry, only taking or a debit and credit card. It's not working, only cash. Oh, and I was like, goodness. oh, crap. And I look in my wallet. I have one ten dollar Canadian bill. I'm like, OK, but I but I had made buttercream icing and taken it with me. But I needed chocolate icing that I didn't make. 
Uh-huh. And I needed I I needed to change the green for the the icing wasn't the right color green, so I needed to buy that. But I'm, and then I'm like, oh, I don't know if ten dollars. I don't know how much it'll cost. So anyway, then I was like, oh, now I'll just go to the other grocery store. So then I get back in the car and I go to another grocery store, and I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, it's on there too. But that one said nationwide. Yeah. Uh... So, so anyways, I went in. And I'm like, okay, okay. Luckily, it was like you know, um, I don't know. It was one of the discount grocery stores so the the icing but it was only like 229 so i was able to get that my by food coloring it came to like eight dollars and i told brock i'd get him a coffee so then i'm like scrounging around it i found a toonie so i i said i can't get him a large i'll just get him a medium so we got like two medium coffees for 395 so we made that <laughs> and then i get back and then realize Oh, I don't even have my phone's not working either because I have uh, the pay as you go through um 7-Eleven, but it's Rogers. And right. then realize there's this like this Rogers whole which is that not scary? What a debacle. And, and I mean, so- if you are most of our listeners are Canadian. So if you are Canadian, you know what we're talking about. If you're not yes, Canadian, yes, maybe yes. You, maybe you don't. But I mean, although I imagine this made big headlines, yes. but we had a day um, about a week and a half ago where the one of the major internet providers, cell phone, or not just internet, internet, cable, home phone, like, like everything, like wireless and cabled providers in Canada, there was a nationwide outage. Yeah. Which affected businesses because it also went, uh, it was their credit card capabilities, their, um, interact, uh, capabilities. (sighs) Shit show. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was, it, that was nuts. And I didn't realize that that was what was happening initially. It wasn't until later in the day that I, that I had a greater understanding of, of how like big this was Mm. because first thing in the morning, I knew that, you know, that, that some people's cell service was out, but like, sometimes that happens from time to time like there are little like sections of you know environment or geographical sections that are uh you know that are affected impacted yeah you know and so I thought okay like whatever but then I went to use my I had the same thing I went to pick up breakfast for my brother and they had a sign that said, you know, accepting cash only. And I did the same thing. I was like, oh my goodness, do I even have cash? <laughs> and I did. Like I have some toonies and loonies in my car. So I was like, okay. But I just, at that point, I I didn't put the two together. I just thought, oh, this McDonald's, you know, store, their system must be down. Because yeah. sometimes that happens too. So mm-hmm. I paid for the breakfast. I go back home. No problem. Then I went somewhere else. I think I stopped at Shoppers to pick up some uh, some hauls and some other things for James, and and then uh, I I tried like I paid I went to pay with my debit card and it 
like wouldn't go through. And I thought that's strange. But like, then I went, then I used my credit card and it went through. So once again, like none of this really flagged that this was related to this Rogers outage, even though I knew there was a Rogers outage. Yeah. I just assumed Rogers outage, some people's cell phones aren't working. You know, like that was the only thing I thought of. And then I, you know, ended up driving to Hamilton. I was in rehearsal all day, but like, but I'm not with Rogers. Yeah. So it didn't impact me or my day. But then as the day was going along, like people were messaging me about like, this was happening or that was happening. And then, and then I realized like, as the day went along, like, oh, this is major, you know, yeah. like, yeah. Uh, like people don't have, it's not just some people that don't have cell service. It's the entire country is without any capability at all. Like, like landlines were down, like people yes. could call 911. No, you know? exactly. this, was, this was a major, major issue. Yeah. Because a lot of people like my mom's, my mom still has a landline but it is internet based. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so, I mean, she's, she was okay because she's in like this small catchment area that's still Kojiko. Right. And so, you know, she's okay with that, but, but you're right. People who weren't able, like there's that, I read it. I've been like reading the updated sort of news article about it. And they're like, now there's stories of like one woman whose son was, um, hurt in a rugby football game and they couldn't call 911 to, to get the ambulance. And then the ambulance's GPS system is off because it was also like, yeah. this is, so the big thing is that what I think that anyone who's outside of Canada doesn't maybe recognize is that Canada only has two or three, um, operators who control mm-hmm. the whole network. Mm-hmm. Where in other countries, there are many, many providers. There's much more competition, which is why Canada is the most expensive in the world. Uh Because there is no competition. It's ridiculously expensive for people. And... um, and and that this comes at a really bad time, Henny, because I don't know also if you're aware that Rogers has a bid that, that the government has yet to approve to buy Shaw Communications, oh. which would give them even, even more. more. And so this this is not playing favorably. The government was already not happy and, and they'd already sort of were considering the implications of it. Yeah. Before but, this happened. But now Canadians, uh, we as Canadians should not, like, we should be speaking up more for this. Mm. Like, this is, this, the, the, the out, like, the, the control and the loss of capability that it has is not just about picking up the phone and, like, searching the internet, Mm. (laughs) you know, Um, to not be able to use 911, like, not, that is, that's not... That should not be happening in this country. No. Right. And even like back it up to what you were saying about the cost of communication technology in, in Canada, like even that, if you really want to look at like social justice issues, you know, like, you know, if you want to uh, be at all connected 
you know, and if you want to be able to engage in different work opportunities, if you want to be able to, you know, like if you have to have this connection and, and if you can't afford it, or if you are, if you are using money for that, and then you can't afford other necessities like this, Mm -hmm. like it, it, it actually is a major issue in Canada that we don't talk enough about. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, that, there was a lot of discussion surrounding that at the beginning of the pandemic when we were switching to online mm-hmm. education yeah. and the not not even just it was great that the like you know I know that that you your school and your board like was getting devices to kids mm-hmm. whether I said I you I'm pretty sure I know that you actually dropped off stuff mm-hmm. and and teachers were dropping things off to students mm-hmm. But if they don't have access to not even internet, but in Canada, a lot of times you don't even have unlimited. Yeah. <laughs> because so inexpensive. Or once you get to a limit, they slow the speed down. Correct. I don't know about, you know, I'm sure all of you listening, there's nothing worse. I would rather have no access yeah. than spotty then, or slow. <laughs> than there's painfully no, slow access. There's yeah. nothing worse than when you are somewhere and you start, you get like a message, you can see you have messages, but you can't see them because you see how slow it is or you send it and it almost gets to the end and then it says failed. I would rather not have any access. So annoying. Yeah. Because then I continue to try. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's frustrating. But I mean, to just as an example, like in Peru, I pay 59.9 zero soles a month, which is $20 Canadian, unlimited, unlimited everything, plus, and I call Canada for free, and when I'm, when we're traveling through most countries in South America, it's also free. Yeah. Like, I land in Panama, I don't change my SIM card until I get from Panama to Toronto, so that I know in Toronto I can get something else, because I can use my phone, and it's fine, you know? Um ridiculous yeah ridiculous it really is well Uh well I'm glad that uh that you made it safe and sound (laughs) and that everything did turn out all right for for you as far as getting the cake organized and having the birthday party and That's yeah, yes, really yes, 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 because Emmeline has had and Brock had planned to, they rented a bouncy castle. And so mm-hmm. Riley had no idea what her party was going to be at all. Oh. And so they had asked me to take said, can you take the girls out for breakfast on Saturday while they oh. get set up? Fun. So so I ended up I said to my mom, hey, can we come for breakfast? Can you make just make pancakes and stuff? So my mom said, yeah. So we went there for nine, made pancakes, she made pancakes, um, bacon. And then we played frustration and snakes and ladders and whatever. So then we get back and we pull into the driveway and Riley gets out of the car and she looks. She's like, oh, is that a bouncy castle? <laughs> so excited. Anyway. Now, did you go in the bouncy castle? I had to go in because there was some sort of a bug in there that they were all a, a flutter about. And there were, I was the only adult outside. And so I was like, oh, my God. So I, they, and they because it was Minecraft themed, Hemeline had had like big green pool noodles that she had the image of a creeper on it. Okay. And so I grabbed one of those and I was like swatting at this thing. 
I don't know where it landed. I did hit it. It was, I don't know. It was looked like some sort of, they thought it was a, a bee. It wasn't a bee. Um, anyways, I saved the day so that they could go back into the bouncy castle. But yeah, just with the things with my, with my back and my leg and all that, there's a lot. The last thing I want to do is be bouncing around in a bouncy castle <laughs> that's, and have that's nothing happen to me. So, so yeah, no, no, no. But it was nice. It was usually, it's a lot of family and stuff like adults. And there was the, the only adults that ended up being there were, you know, Brock and Em, myself, they invited the neighbor over. So he, some you know, the neighbor and his two kids. Um, okay. And I had never met him. So he, they were, he was there. And then the girl's mom and grandmother uh, came. Oh, nice. So it was really nice. Like I spent a lot of time talking to the girl's mom, Jenna, and catching up and, um, and such. So it was, it was, it was really good. Oh, yeah. No, very so, nice. Yeah. And then some other kids and stuff. So it was mostly kids, really easy. They had a fun time. The cake was a hit. Yeah, I was happy with the way it looked and, um, you know, Bradley was super excited with it. So it was, it all worked out. So I was thinking about you earlier this week because I was listening to a book called Son of Elsewhere and the author's name is um, Elliman and his last name is Abdel Mahmoud and he's Sudanese Canadian. Okay. And so, first of all, the book, so it's a memoir. Um, The book was such a delight to read. It was so fun, partly because it's his memoir of moving to Canada and then growing up in Canada. And he, when they, when he moved with his family from Sudan, they moved to Kingston Okay. And so, but then he ends up like relocating to Toronto, but he talks about like driving along the 401 and he talks about like going to the Shaw Festival in Niagara on the Lake. Like he talks about like all these places and things that are so familiar. Right. You know, and he talks about like the difference between the QEW and the 401 and like all like it like it was just a hoot to read as a person who lives in this area. But the reason I was thinking about you was because his book is called Son of Elsewhere. And so he talks about elsewhere as being like a place like when you like when you ask him where he's from, like he feels like he's from elsewhere. Like he's from uh. he's not from any specific place. Like he's like hmm. when I'm in Canada, he's like, I'm not quite like from here, but when, but then he talks about going back to Sudan and he's like, when I went back to Sudan, he's like, I'm not really from there either. Like, Mm. even though I was born there and I live Mm -hmm. here, like, he's like, I don't really feel like I'm from either place. Like I'm really from elsewhere. And, and so I was thinking about you just because, uh, because of your current like living situation, you know, that you mm. like you're from a specific place. And I think you feel strong ties to where you're from, mm-hmm. but, but like having lived for a period of time in Hong Kong, having now lived for a period of time in Lima and like, mm. like, I wonder if you have that sense of, I wonder if you 
def I mean, I think I know that you have that sense when you're there, that you live there, but you're not from there. But mm -hmm. I wondered if when you come back here, if you also have a little bit of that or not really, like, it's not mm -hmm. the same story, obviously, but, but it was something I was thinking about. Mm -hmm. Now I feel like crying. <laughs> I oh, do. No, I'm no, sorry. no, 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 no. I, but I do. Yeah. Sometimes it's like, you feel like you don't belong anywhere. Yeah. So I do, I do feel that. Yeah, I, I, I thought so. Yeah. Sorry, it, I didn't mean to upset no, you. No, 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 This is something that um, I think about every time I come back, yeah. to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, it, it is, you, you do feel that. Part of it is because it's not my home. Yeah. Um, even though, like, I mean, I, I spend, I feel like I'm, I come back a lot. Like people are always like, Oh, you're coming. Are you like, I, I post something like you in Canada again. And so I've, I'm very lucky that I'm in a position to be able to come back yeah. as frequently as I do. Yeah. Um, and so I feel very comfortable being at Brock's house yes. and Emmeline is very um, welcoming. Like I don't feel like I'm intrusive or whatever, right, right. but you do know that it is not your home, you know, yeah. like it is yeah. not my home. And so I do feel a little bit, like that and when I and then going back to Lima like it's my it helps because it's my stuff it would be much different like I know a lot of people that put all their stuff in storage and then they go and they live somewhere for four years and it's they're living in a, oh. a furnished rental place okay. none of that stuff is yours so yeah. you're you're there's no familiarity yeah, yeah like you almost are like a squatter kind of yeah, yeah. It's like it's not like staying in a hotel for four years. It's a, it's like a, it's like an, a B and B like, or an, sorry, an Airbnb that you're there for four years, you know, then it's yeah, yeah. very basically set up. Yeah. It's not homey, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. so, I mean, I don't have that because that was one thing when we moved the first time I was like, if I'm going to live somewhere, I need it. This is my home and this is my stuff, you know, like even, paying to have the wall color painted instead of just like white you know or whatever yeah. they use because this is my like I want it to feel like home to me yeah. Hong Kong felt more homish than than Lima does to be okay. honest okay. um but um but yeah no it is a weird feeling yeah. I do feel more at because I spend a lot of time in Hamilton, so I feel very I'm very familiar with that it always feels really good when I'm there that because it it's easy because I know where everything is. That part of the city is very familiar to me. I lived there a lot, like a long time. A long time. And yeah. 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 So, but yeah. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. I do. Yeah. All of that yeah. was just, yes, I do. <laughs> yeah. I was, well, I was, I, there were a few points during the book, like when he was talking about, like describing elsewhere, describing how that feels that I thought, this is like, I wonder if this is something you experienced too. I should have asked him too, like what he thinks yes. because he's lived for a lot of years in Spain, but he's American, you know? Yeah. So, and I think, I think if I were to ask him that he also feels sort of the same, like that he's from one place, but not from that place anymore, you know, like, mm -hmm. you know, like you, you do sort of have that disconnect when you're no longer there yeah. I remember a couple of things like 
this is like on a much, much uh, milder scale. But I remember when I finished university and then I, you know, went like right after university, I, I went and I lived in Florida for a year and a half and I worked there and then I came back and then I started my master's degree at a different university. And, you know, like I was, you know, doing all sorts of different things. And, and then I went back to my university to help out with something. And I remember like, being excited about going back to like do this project and you know that was going to be really great and I remember getting there and thinking I don't belong here you know like even though I'd spent five years of my life there because I did my undergrad and my teacher's college there um, I remember like a few years out having done other things and going back and thinking this is really not my place anymore. Like, I don't know these people. I I felt like I didn't even know the building, even though it was the same building, like it was the same, Mm. but it felt so different. And I remember being alarmed actually at how, eh, not uncomfortable, but disconcerted I felt. Like it was very, it was a very strange experience. I will, I will also say like, cause I have lived away for periods of time. Uh, you know, when I was in university, I lived in Paris for six months. And then after I lived in, in Orlando for a year and a half. And I've also done two, like three month stints as a, as a, as a nanny in different places, once in uh, Lyon, France, and once in upstate New York. And Every single one of those times, I did the opposite of what you did. I didn't want any of my own stuff. I didn't yeah. want any decorations. I didn't touch the walls. I didn't hang anything. I like I did because I didn't want to get connected to a place that I knew I wasn't going to stay. Yeah, isn't that funny? Yes. And 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 so it was a conscious decision to not make a home there, even though I was, now I wasn't there for three years, four years, five years, right? Like I was there for shorter stints, but it was definitely a conscious decision to not put down roots in that place. Um, And I don't know, like looking back on it, should I have done that differently? Maybe. Well, I just wonder, did, was it, because you said it was a conscious decision, but was it a conscious decision to protect yourself from something like to not feel like you belonged there like what like, I, I think I didn't I think I knew that I wasn't going to be there long term and so I didn't mm-hmm. want to um I I think I I think it whether it was conscious or not I think yeah. I was protecting myself from the hurt of leaving and like you know like I I didn't want to be uh, too connected to the place that it was going to be hard for me to leave, you know? And so, um, the, yeah, the, the, the nanny bits were like, that was easy because I was living in someone else's home. So like, it really doesn't feel like your own space. Like, so that was easy to leave. Um, when I, it was easy to leave Paris, but I've since been back twice and going back, I like every time I'm back, I wish that I'd been there longer. 
Okay. You know, like, because yeah. I did really enjoy my time there and I loved yeah. that city. Um, but, but, and I think I've spoken about this before, but my Disney experience, like my Orlando experience really threw me for a loop because I, even though I didn't want to be connected to the place, mm -hmm. I already was. Like yeah. I already was not necessarily to the place where I was living, but I already was connected to like Disney world as a place. Mm -hmm. And so then to be working there and to be living there and to be like immersed in that, like you can't help, but you know, be connected to that. But I became so connected to people there that I wasn't counting on Yeah, that it was tremendously difficult to leave. Yeah. 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 And yeah, but, but it, but you do, I have had it where I go back that I do have a sense that like the people that I was connected to are gone. Most of them. Yeah. Um. So it's different, but you, but then you still have like, I mean, I'm still, you know, a Disney girl at heart, so that will never leave, but it, but it's interesting. Like it's interesting to be in a place, of a place, from a place, and then also feel like you don't really belong anywhere. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, Tim has got, so I mean, I live somewhere and even though like I have all of my stuff and so it's my, it's my home right now, you know, it is, I, I recognize that I am a guest in this right. country, in that country. Right. Where Tim is, his is different because this yeah, is yeah, yeah. It's a this is his area. home for him. Yeah. And I love how we're just like talking about him. I know. <laughs> not here. Sorry, Tim. We're gonna get a plethora of voice notes next week <laughs> when this releases. Um, but I know just because there have been uh, quite a few voice note days between him and I in the last couple of weeks yeah. that that in one of them that he actually mentioned or alluded to the fact that he does not always feel like that he belongs there. Yeah. Right. I mean, even if you are immersed and, and he has his family's there now, you know, he's, he's got Juan, that extended family, he's his work and everything, mm -hmm. but he's also a white male. Mm -hmm. And so just to go to clearly look on the street, you don't necessarily look the same. Yeah. So and you already know you're different, which, which, comes all the way full circle back to this young guy in this mm -hmm. book that you're saying it was so interesting like because he starts the book uh by saying you know you know that it took however long the flight was for him to realize or to discover that he was black <laughs> because yeah. in Sudan he just lived yes and then he came to Canada and all of a sudden he was like named you know, like, and, and he'd never, and, well, and then of course the, yes. he's located to Kingston, yeah, which is like Very an extremely white, white city. Yeah. 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 So that's, so that's just, this literally is just like really bringing it all. Like, I'm like, huh, is that there's so much of us feeling we belong somewhere attached to our skin color. Absolutely we put a lot of value or that the hierarchy of belonging that that is like 
you can't hide that, I guess. That's one thing. There are a lot of different things about your personality, about who you are, what you do, that you don't necessarily need to share with people. Right. But you cannot hide your sex or your skin color, your accent. Yeah. Absolutely. The accent is a big piece, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So even if you, yes, you're, yes. But even if you open your mouth and you're white, Mm -hmm. your accent will give you away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would, uh, I would highly recommend the like wow. if if you're a person who enjoys memoirs in general, wow. like if you enjoy hearing. I mean, I know you do. I love um, it. You know, and and if you're from this area, that you would know like the places that he's talking about. I mean, it's also like Did super he, super fun. And is he, does he read it? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. He reads the audiobook and he's lovely to listen to. Like you will definitely enjoy it. Yeah. Okay. Definitely, definitely. So I'm listening to Billie Jean's right now. I listen, Billy. Uh, I was listening this morning on the way here. Billie Jean King. Oh my God, she's just lovely. I love yeah. the way, like, she's so fun. Yeah. She's so fun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that, yeah, I'm thoroughly enjoying that. Yeah. Um, I had an interesting conversation with my granddaughters yesterday. Okay. And so we we ended up. I don't even know how we started talking about I think that my granddaughter so I think Nevaeh who's going into grade seven yeah said her friend one of her friends was coming to the birthday party and that this friend thinks they're trans okay so that's what that's how it came up okay and so um anyways we started you know we just started chatting about the community and such and I also had a, a conversation with a friend last week who who had who had just shared recently with me about their daughter breaking up with her girlfriend mm-hmm. and then said, you know, then it like messaged and said, well, you know, we have a lot of things to talk about our with our daughters or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, okay, but well, then when I actually had a conversation with her, she had told me that her daughter had said she's pan. Mm-hmm. And so Anyway, so this came up in the conversation with my granddaughters and I was like, I mean, it's, I said, there's so many different terms and it is for, you know, I said for Gigi, it's, it's challenging because I don't, I don't know. And, you know, and so I actually said, you know, I don't, I said, someone told me that their daughter was pan and I, I don't understand what the difference between that and bisexual is. And then my like 11, almost 12 year old granddaughter explained it to me. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and, and of course I was like, of course that makes sense. Of course. Yeah. Why didn't I think that that's what the difference was. However, so I said to her, how is it? Like I said, is this something that at school that your teacher, you know, and she said, oh yes. And I miss whatever. And she said, has had many conversations with us. And she said, the other thing is that people are using the term racist incorrectly. And so we've had whole conversations about what does that mean? Because on the playground, another teacher heard someone saying that somebody was racist Uh and didn't use the term correctly. And so there was like whole discussions. And so I said, did you, 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 like, so your teacher is comfortable with having these discussions? And she said, oh yeah. Like, and, 
we always have talks about it and about the difference. And I was so heartwarmed to know that there is another teacher, not just you, Henny. <laughs> yes. Yeah, there, I'm not a unicorn. There, there yeah. are others. <laughs> But, but, that, but, but you're right, like, because there are a lot that aren't, right? Yes, but just so that I, I was like, oh, thank God, you know, and that that both of the girls, and I mean, there's four years age difference. So, of course, what Riley is, is um, you know, the teachers in, in grade two are sharing is different than in grade six. Right? Of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and as they should be. But, yeah. um, but just that they are being educated and they know the right terms they understand what a racist comment is gives more hope <laughs> <laughs> you know and we, yeah. we and we spent a lot of time like we were in the car talking about how we're influenced by the things that our parents how our parents views are social media tiktok magazines mm-hmm. tv cartoons Yep. You know, things that we don't even realize that are influencing us one way or the other, mm-hmm. that it's okay to have a different opinion. Mm-hmm. It's okay to question things, asking, you know, like just that you have so many people in your lives that you can ask questions to that have mm-hmm. different opinions about things. So, I mean, it was, it was an, it was fun to have that conversation and it was fun to be educated by my 12 year old granddaughter. I love that. I love yeah. that. But Um, so you're just talking about being influenced by things and a a couple of things have, like, I've seen a couple of things recently that I was thinking about that because there, so first of all, I went, uh, this past weekend to see Anne Juliet at Mervish downtown and it was incredible, but one of the cast members in the in the chorus like in the dance troupe was not what you would describe as a stereotypical dance like did not have a stereotypical dancer body she mm-hmm. was she was very short and like an average sized person you know like yeah. and and she like i could not take my eyes off of her like Mm. she was just beautiful and like you know um it was so moving for me to see a person being successful and doing all of these things that 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 we've been told you know like uh you know, under the, you know, under the surface, you know, that a person like this shouldn't be doing this, you know, like, and I mean, I just loved it. I loved everything about it. So, so that was great. But the other thing that has happened recently, and I've seen it a few times, is I've seen these, and someone actually, a member, a WW member was talking about this company weeks and weeks ago and it's a I I believe they're a Canadian company and they're called Naughty Knickers and they like they're like an underwear subscription company so like they like send you new underwear like every month or something and I think this member was talking about it like that that's what she'd gotten for herself for her birthday or something a year subscription so like every month she gets this new like 
you know, like lacy, fancy underwear that, and she's like, and it's not quality. She's like, but you like wear it for the month and then you're done with it, you know? And, yeah. and, so, she, and she, and so she was just talking about how great that made her feel. And anyway, I've seen ads for this company on Instagram in the last little while. And the models are all different women. Um, and women identifying yeah. and different um, different abilities, different races, different ages, different sizes. And there are there are a couple of models. There are actually, I would say a third of the models that I've seen in these ads would be what we would call plus size. And they're, you know, like just parading around in these underwear and like, and, and like, and there were a few like images that I saw that I was like, Oh, like, yeah, like that's what it looks like when I put underwear on, like, that's what my body looks like in the mirror. And that is the first time that I've ever seen that uh. because even like, underwear models for like you know brands where I would like where I might buy underwear like you know like at, at Additionnel or at you know Reitman's or like places that would have um the like sizes that I would be familiar with um those bodies are not my body yeah you know and so like I know that if I were to get that underwear it's not going to look like that on my body but I'm telling you, like this, like naughty knickers. Really? Those are like that. Those are my people right there. And I was like, oh, wow. And I was like, wow, you look great. And like, <laughs> I was really like taken aback by it. And, you know, it's 2022. This is a, I'm telling you, Sandy, the very first time that I've ever seen like a woman wearing a pair of underwear where you could like see a roll and I was like I really I mean I haven't subscribed but I feel like maybe I should like I feel like I need to support I need to support this business <laughs> the problem is I don't need underwear well maybe well it's but, next but, but it sounds like the type of underwear are not the type that are need you the underwear you need yeah, I think I think it I think it's a mix. I think it's a mix. <laughs> I I think it's I think it's the underwear that Mark wants you to have. I mean, I think it's a mix, but yes. So I don't know. We'll we'll see. I'll have to report back. <laughs> okay, okay. That sounds like they sound like a, a, a they sound like fun. <laughs> truly, truly. I I just I was gobsmacked. Yeah, gobsmacked. Hmm. So. Um, okay. Before we wrap up, this month through July, the the monthly theme at the WW workshops is about living flexibly. Okay. And and so I wonder what like when you think of living flexibly, mm -hmm. like what does that mean to you? Like what oh. do you think of? Yeah. I mean, living, living flexibly while living healthily mm -hmm. means that I enjoy the foods, the company, the things that, that I feel are worth it to me and that I want without beating myself up about it. Mm -hmm. So 
I try as much as I can to plan, but I'm flexible enough that if something comes up that's last minute, that I don't get stressed about it anymore, which for a long time, I would be like, I can't go. I know what's going to happen. I also am well past, I'm just not going, I'll go, but I'm not going to have this. And then the whole time, really, instead of enjoying myself, all I'm doing is concentrating on trying not to look at the food that's there that I want to have, but I'm not going to have, I'm not going to, and it takes up all your freaking energy fighting with yourself mentally, mm-hmm. instead of just having, having it, enjoying it and moving past it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I've lived a lot of years doing that. This is something that recently, like last week was talking to Jess, my daughter, and she, I said, she said, well, we're going, like, what do you want to have? We're going, because we're meeting up for dinner. I said, it doesn't matter. I'll find something. And, and she, and I said, but I wasn't always that way. She goes, uh, Australia. Like, that was the worst trip. I, and I used to use that example in WW workshops of being the person that well, we walked and looked outside on menus. Ah, you've said this before. Yes. I know the story. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. but here's like, this was my gosh. Okay, we went there, it's probably 10 years ago, nine years ago, to Australia. And yeah. she remembers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, that trip. Nothing. And then you become a martyr, right? Yes. It's fine. I'll just go and I'll just have whatever, you know. And no one has a good time, I'm telling you. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> but, but the flexibility is that now I just do go and have. Like today, we're going to having ice cream. Yes. Uh, yesterday I had cake. I had ice cream. Yeah. There was some red licorice. I was like, Ooh, I had a piece of pizza. I haven't had pizza since April. And so I was already thinking, Oh, tomorrow I'm having ice cream. But I thought, you know what, Monday, I'm just going to get back at it. It's all good. Yeah. Like I'm not going to not have this. I'm so excited about being with my granddaughter and getting to celebrate yeah. her birthday. And what now yeah. I'm not going to eat a piece of the cake that I made. Yeah which I particularly made because I know I like that cake. Well, and here, and that is like with this particular example, that's the thing, right? Like, like if it's a cake that you don't care about, because I, I'm known in my family, like that I regularly won't have the cake, Yeah, but it has to be a special cake for me to actually like legitimately want it. You know, like most cakes, I would rather have, two more slices of pizza yeah then have that piece of cake and so that's what I'll do yeah right and and but you know every once in a while there's a cake that I'm like this is my cake right yeah but But, but like that that chocolate cake that's not my cake yeah and so the flexibility though Henny is that I like we I know that you've you've had this and I there was a point in our life where we would eat it anyway oh of course oh we would have eaten everything yes even though we didn't like it Yes. We eat it. Well, yes. now, like, I think that that's, that's part of the progression and the, the how you start evolving and, and noticing that you change is that you don't have to have that mm-hmm. because you don't even enjoy it. And so now you're all right with not having it. You'll have something else or you're just forgoing it and not being worried about, well, when am I going to have that cake again? But you don't care because you don't really like the cake anyway. Yeah. Wasn't about the cake. No. But it's about the freedom. I think that's what it is. The freedom of, of knowing that you're, you can be okay 
one meal, one piece of cake, one whole day of being off isn't going to put 10 pounds on you, mm-hmm. right? It's the things that you do consistently. It's not those things that are the one-offs, the two-offs, a whole weekend off, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, I mean, that's a long explanation of the flexibility, but that's to me what flexibility is, is like enjoying the things that I want to enjoy and having the space available for those unexpected things that might come up and I'll think, oh yeah, maybe I will have some of that because that looks good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, when I was like looking up definitions of flexibility, when you're looking at like behavioral flexibility and like cognitive flexibility, everything in that talks about the ability to, to be able to change or to be able to adjust without the stress. So like when you said that about like, I want to be able to, you know, live my life and do this and manage a meal and, and, you know, um, go on a trip or, you know, do these things without being stressed about it. Like, I think that's the key. Yeah. You know, it's the, can you navigate whatever it is that you've got in front of you without being anxious about, you know, the decisions yeah. that you're making or not making or doing, or, you know, like, like, I think that's the key. And, and so, I came across this list of, you know, like, these are the things to do. Like if you, you know, to, if you want to you know, be more flexible and, and the first thing on the list was, uh, find your core values, you know? Yeah. So, and so that's, I think what we're both talking about, like knowing what is it that is important to me in this moment. Mm-hmm. What is it that I'm doing here? What is it that that I believe about myself and about this and and about you know this situation? You know, like it's all of those things. And then knowing that as long as you stick to that, as long as you stick to what's important to you, whatever comes your way or whatever decision you make or don't make, like as long as it's true to what's important to you, yeah. it's a good one to make. You know, if yeah. if what's important to you is you know, enjoying the day with your granddaughter and having some of this cake that you know you love, then living flexibly means that you do that. Yeah. The other thing I'm very aware of now is knowing that even though I think I'm making choices that are just for myself or denying myself things, and when people, people recognize, people notice these things and, and we all know that and we hear that all the time about people making comments and stuff. The, the thing I think that is a bit of a responsibility for us is knowing that those things that we do also reflect out. So it's not just people looking at us and seeing, but also even when they don't ask, people are noticing things. And when I'm saying people, for me, it's children mm. watching the way that I am acting and way mm-hmm. that I act around food, mm-hmm. because those are things and habits that, that you pick up from adults. Yeah. Right. And so I, I know the things that I could have done better with my own kids and the things right. that they struggled with as a result, partially mm-hmm. because of the way that I fed them, the way that we treated food, the way that I was always depriving and, doing crazy things. And so I'm really aware of that when I'm with my granddaughters. Yeah. yeah. Right. Because 
I'm not with them a lot, but it doesn't really matter because I, I know like growing up, you remember things about your grandmother, yeah, about your aunts, your uncles, you know, yeah. you remember specific things. And, and so I, I want them to not have those type of memories, you know, yeah. surrounded with, oh, she would never have any birthday cake with us. Right. Yeah. 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 Or yeah. wouldn't take us out for breakfast because she wasn't eating pancakes, yes. you know? ridiculous kinds of things yeah so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. yeah yeah it also it also I mean we hear again like in workshops now people are always freaked out about going to a barbecue and though I'm not in control of the food and so I'm going to bring this and this and this part of that anxiety really really takes away from enjoying the event you know so again it's like going and doing the best you can and enjoying mm-hmm. what you want to enjoy and not worrying about it mm-hmm. right the past things that happened in the past are a lesson. It's not a punishment. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's good to, I think it's helpful to have a plan, mm-hmm. but part of living flexibly is knowing that you, and we talked about this last week with the pack a snack conversation, yes. right? Like, yep. like it's great to have a plan and that can be super helpful and that can be super effective too. Yes. But part of being flexible is knowing that you have the power to change your plan as well. Right. Like the plan that you made doesn't have the plan that you set out to do doesn't have to be the plan that you stick with. For sure. You're in total control of it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's I think that's an important piece of it, too. So it'll be interesting to see, like, as the weeks go by, like what the focus is like Mm -hmm. in the, you know, under the umbrella of flexible living this week was or this, you know, this, uh, this last week was, you know, just sort of introducing the theme and talking about flexibility in general. But yeah. I'm curious to see sort of what the specific things are that WW wants to talk about. But yeah. uh, I think I think sometimes the idea of flexibility when it comes to when it comes to a weight loss program uh, is daunting. Because Mm. I think, like, I know for myself, like, there's a certain part of me that would just be like, okay, but just tell me what to do. You know, like, just tell me what to do and I'll do it. You know, but the, the problem is that that that's not, I mean, that's a weight loss program, but that's not living your life. No, you don't learn anything through that. Right. You're, you're literally following instructions. And then when you're on your own, and that's, that's why people fail. And that's it. That's exactly And You don't know what you are supposed to do. You that have not exactly. learned a thing. No. Um, and that's great if you just want to lose weight, but if you want to maintain that loss, that's yeah. not successful. Yeah. No. yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy about this idea. I mean, I am, you know, known in my family as not being the most flexible of sorts. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so much so that, that I like whenever plans change and I'll yeah. say like, oh yeah, no, it's fine. It's fine. And then I'll always say like, I'm nothing if not flexible. Yes. And so like now sometimes <laughs> like, even if plans change and I'll say like, yeah, no, that's okay. Like, we'll do that. My mom will say you're nothing if not flexible. Right. Like it's <laughs> like a running joke, but, but I, but I think I, Truly, truly, I think I've gotten a lot better. <laughs> uh, I I know from what, what like my from my perspective that you have definitely, yeah. definitely since I first met you, yeah. gotten you're much more flexible now. Yeah, yeah, 
just in general, like flexible yeah. with my food, but flexible in general with yeah. things. I mean, yeah, I'm not flexible with like the way I like things done. Yes. <laughs> but, but, uh, you know, as far as like timing or what you're eating or when you're eating or, you know, how you organize, schedule the day or like, I'm, I'm getting much better at being flexible. Yeah. Yeah. You are. That you are. <laughs> I love this theme of flexibility for yeah. for this time of year. So that's it's good. Yeah, it's very good. Very good. Well, speaking of living flexibly, it's about time for ice cream. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sandy. Lovely to chat with you as per usual. Yes, and you too, my friend. Good mm. to be home. I'll see you as soon as I open the bathroom door. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>